Wait, you could die. At least tell me your name. It's not what I do underneath, but... No, wait. It's not who I do. That's not it. It's not what defines me underneath. Ugh. Look, I've got a city to save, Rachel. Maggie Gyllenhaal wouldn't put me through this. Bruce? Hello and welcome to Realise. My name is Chris. I'm joined today by my good friend Andy. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. And yourself? I'm I'm not too bad. I'm, I'm excited to watch Batman Begins. Oh, absolutely. Wait. It's been, a, been an absolute while. This is Realise, so we are the uh, TV and movie podcast from In Dreams Club. Um, what we're going to do is actually, we, we've not watched Batman Begins yet. Yeah. We're, this- we're recording just before we're actually going to watch it again. Um, and I just want to see before we do watch it what's your like opinion of the film having not watched it for a while i haven't watched this film for a good few years at least probably like five six years um yeah i, since I can't tell it. you the last time i watched it and um, that yeah good good question because um i've always had this kind of narrative in my head that batman begins is a really good film but well overshadowed by the dark knight and like I, I, I kind of often forget about what even happens in the film, and I don't. I think that's un. I think that's totally unfair on my behalf. Um, but I think because it is kind of like this, like setup film, at least in my mind, it feels like. Um, I, I can't, I can't picture so many of the scenes that happen in it. Um, but I do remember always thinking, like, oh, I love this film. I always remember loving yeah. it and thinking this is such a cool film and it was such a great way to start off a new Batman kind of trilogy. Um, and I being so excited when it came out. Um, so I don't have anything particularly negative in my mind. More, uh, I just, I don't, I don't remember how great it is compared to yeah. good, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Like I, it's weird because you don't often get um, big films where like the sequel is considered to be so much better. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Overshadows what came before it. Like we did our first things we did in realize were the the mate was the Matrix trilogy, mm. and it's going to be quite interesting to see how different the, uh, the films of that. Today. Yeah, yeah, like the the Dark Knight trilogy is compared to that. Um, like for Absolutely. me, I I remember always liking Batman Begins, but I I actually like this is a film I didn't go and see this at the cinema when it originally no, came out. I don't. Think I think I it was like well, I'm going to do a bit of research after this, but I think it was like 2005, 2006 mm. when it came out. And um, I think part of the thing with that was is because, I mean, I don't know how you feel about this. What an awful title for a movie. Yeah. I don't know what you think. Like, Batman Begins, that's, that's not a good name, is it? Yeah. No, no, no. I'm going to agree with you on that one for sure. Um, it's, yeah. No, no. I, I just, I, I just agree. I just agree. Yeah. I think. And I, I don't watching... think as well. Oh, sorry, I was going to say, I don't think as well the main poster is that good for it. Um, okay it's it's kind of the orange bakes looking up with bats and him flying compared to the yeah. other ones i don't think it's anywhere near as good and i think that always 
that for me always puts myself on a back foot even yeah. though it's a poster and I shouldn't judge a film by that it, it just still does kind of yeah um I I always remember really like I, like when I whenever I watch it like the whole like training bit like how he comes back and that's so cool that whole mm. section where he goes to, like the league of Sh- all that stuff man I can't wait to actually watch it I'm buzzing yeah. the other thing I remember loving about this film which obviously they make a plot point of changing in the dark knight is the actual the suit I think yeah. I remember the suit in in Batman Begins being yeah. so so cool. Like obviously, he's got a much thicker cowl, which becomes yeah. a thing where he can't like turn his head properly, so he changes it in The Dark Knight. But yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, super excited to um, to watch this. Obviously, it's uh, uh, yeah, like like we said, like two thousand five, two thousand six. I don't know if you just looked it up or not, but around around that time, two thousand five. Yeah, so I think that's three. Dark Knight was two thousand eight, wasn't it? So three years in between. Yeah, um, and obviously directed by. The great, our Lord and Savior, uh, the Chris one Nolan. and only Chris Nolan. So very excited. Yeah. So through the power of editing, we will now have watched Batman Begins. Wow, excellent edit there. Well done. Oh great my edit. On goodness, there. we've now we just jumped both. forward in time. Amazing. <laughs> we've now both uh, watched Batman Begins. We're back, mm-hmm. um, and I how- now know how the Batman begin i now or know begun. how batman began <laughs> absolutely um, cool so what we're, obviously what we're going to do we, like we've done with uh, other movies and tv shows before on realize now just talk about um what we thought about it what the mm. what our watching of batman begins made us real eyes mm. okay <laughs> pun it's a pun um <laughs> But I think one of the things I want to do and what I was thinking about while I was watching this was I really want to judge this film Mm. purely based on this film. I almost want us to see if we can go back in time to 2005 and and, and pretend that this this is us watching this film and we have no knowledge of... The Dark Knight, no knowledge of The Dark Knight yeah. Rises, because I think whenever Absolutely. I, any time that I watch this and I and I think about, it, I'm always like, oh yeah, and then like in The Dark Knight this happens, or in The Dark Knight mm. Rises this, mm. I'm always sort of like comparing into the to the later films that come in. Absolutely, um, but I think it'd be cool to like. Obviously, we're gonna be we're gonna probably like branch into we'll mention things from the other now, films, then, yeah. but yeah, it's, I think it'd be cool to sort of say, right, you know just this on its own because as because at the time if you're thinking like 2005 that you don't know anything else about this at the time you know mm. there's no knowledge of anything else that's going to happen um and what i what i wanted to do was is just put us all back into that 2005 mentality okay um of what okay. it was at the time can you help, can you help me get there <laughs> i'll help you get there okay um we'd have been 14 by the way and actually we we i think um uh in our beginning of this episode we spoke about see potentially seeing it in the cinema or not and you said you didn't no, i actually yeah, i actually whilst watching it there was a moment um which is toward the end of the film when they're on the train um at the, toward, mm. at the end um that sparked something in my head and i specifically remember watching it with my dad in walton and thames cinema um so i did see it in the cinema um, awesome but yeah anyway um, but yeah, just to put us into the um, the 2005 thing. So firstly, if you were someone who was into comic books and comic book movies, mm. the, the recent comic book films that you had were 2000 was X-Men. Okay. Um, 2002, you had Spider-Man. 
with Tobey Maguire and all that. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. 2003 X-Men 2, 2004 Spider-Man 2. So that's the era that this film came out in. Yeah. So this okay, is pre-Iron pre, pre, pre Iron Man. Yeah, well, Iron Man was 2008, same year as okay. The Dark Knight. So, so several several years before. Yeah, this is pre your current uh, Marvel uh, like cinematic universe stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I mean, you know, I've got some fond nostalgia for those uh, early X-Men films and those Spider-Man films. Mm. But mm. Um, it's been a long time since I've seen them. Yeah. And I've just got this feeling... <laughs> uh, that's not based on anything particular but if I was to watch them again they might mm. not sort of stand up quite as well as um, the way that I think Batman Begins stands up so I think it's interesting Actually. to look at that and, and, and see what the other films were the other comic the superhero comic book films were at the time mm. um, two, 2005 was the same year that the first Fantastic Four film came out by the way as well so oh, um, okay. yeah that's that was Jessica of, Alba yes yeah yes and yeah, Cr- yeah. Chris Evans was um Uh, human torch as well um so that's that's the sort of era that it was and obviously if you were specifically a batman fan um obviously you had the the films that came before so obviously this 1966 film and all that stuff the adam west one but 89 you obviously had uh michael keaton jack nicholson that that film called batman 92 was batman returns um tim burton obviously uh Danny Danny DeVito was the Penguin. Yeah, that had, yeah. Cr- had Christopher Walken in it. Michelle Pfeiffer was Catwoman. Um, mm. That's a cool film, by the way. Really cool film. Mm. Um, have you seen that one? I don't think I have. I, in oh, fact, okay. I don't think I've seen all of the nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I've seen all of it. Ah, oh, okay, okay, okay. I think um, I think are both of them fifteen. I think they're both rated uh, Returns Maybe. is certainly a fifteen. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Maybe the first one isn't. So you, but I'm right in saying that you've seen 1995 was Batman Forever, Val Kilmer. Batman Forever, I think I have probably seen more than 15 times. Yeah, I had the I had that on VHS. Yeah, same, same, yeah. same. Tommy Tommy Lee Jones as Two Face, Jim Carrey yeah. as Riddler, all that. Um, a giant, and then, a giant, giant <laughs> coin that he flips. Oh yeah, it's and then at the end he memory. he flips it, and then Batman throws up all the other coins. Yeah, He's like, ah, yes. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, I, I like that film. I know it's not. I, right, I, but, I, I uh, really like it. Then in 1997 was obviously a great year for cinema. Um, we were saying that, did we work out Matrix or was it? No, it's Titanic, wasn't it? There was. Was Matrix 99? Uh, I can't remember what we. No, were. I thought Matrix. Yeah, I think Matrix is 99. I'm just going to confirm yeah. this for you. Um, Matrix. I swear there was something else massive that came out in 97. Uh, oh, I can't spell. That doesn't help. Uh, the Matrix came out in 1999. Oh, Titanic yeah. came out in 98. 98? Oh, I was convinced yeah. that was 97. Um, 1997 films. You have... This says, this says Titanic. Yeah, I've just what? got that up as well. I'm just, I don't, but, uh, we've, Ni- got, we've got oh, such America. movies. America 97. We've got, we got such movies as a uh, Men in Black. Yes. yes. Uh, the Full Face Monty. Off. Face Off. Screen face 2. Off. <laughs> I'd like to take his face off. Um, yeah. Hercules. Ooh, I mean... The Lost... Jurassic Park, the, the sequel. The Lost World. The Lost World. So, big year for cinema. Batman and Robin. Uma yeah. Thurman as yeah. um, Poison Ivy. Obviously, Arnold Schwarzenegger as um, Victor Freeze. Yeah, and, uh, Bane, Bane was in that one too. 
Oh yeah, Lisa yeah. Silverstone, yeah. Bane yeah. was that Bane was there. Um yeah. so if you were a Batman fan, Freeze. that's where it stops. <laughs> Imagine that, you've then got you've got eight years. There's no mm. Batman movie, and then suddenly you get this this saddest thing. He's saying, Oh, there's gonna be a new Batman film and uh, then they announce it's gonna be called Batman Begins. Apparently, a lot of people at the time were thinking this is going to be like a prequel to those Batman films, like 1989. Oh. Well, that's what they thought it was going to be like a prequel to those. I see. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but obviously, it ended up being its, its own thing. And mm. um, So that's that's kind of the context that I wanted to put this film in. And obviously, now, we all look back post-Dark Knight Rises and post, you know, the Marvel Cinematic, you know, it's all these films. And we think of them as a very much a trilogy. But Batman Begins is so interesting on its own because it was the first thing of this trilogy. It was the one that yeah. had to like set the tone and it had to make its it had to make its mark and make it different from the Batman films that came before and um the other like the Marvel superhero films that were going on at the same time. Yeah. Um so I guess let's uh, let's talk about the film. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Just straight off the straight off the bat then, um I guess I really enjoyed was, it. Yeah, yeah. I really good. enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm I really glad enjoyed you enjoyed it. And I knew, I, knew, I knew I would enjoy it because I knew I liked the film. I just couldn't really remember why. And I, yeah. sti- I, I think I have a better understanding of why I like it. Um, but I still, I still have that same slight feeling of like... Uh, it is, uh, it's impossible to not think of this film in a shadow of some sort. And I know we're specifically saying we're not going to do that. Um, But it is so interesting in that I I feel like Batman Forever and Batman and Robin are like super, they're like, like maybe not stylistically, but they're kind of like watching a comic book on on screen. Like it's not like very grounded in the slightest or anything. And this is obviously significantly more um, than those films. But what I and again I don't I don't mean to compare this and I'll try to not do this too much. But what I found was quite interesting with with Batman Begins is it is kind of goofy, whilst also being far more grounded and stuff. Like there's ninjas in it and stuff, and like there there are aspects of it which aren't like it's not like the most grounded thing. I think the city itself feels like a. Um, like with the the train structure, it feels more like uh, in in quote unquote like um, I don't want to use the word generic, I'm, like stereotypical, but that's negative sounding. Um, like comic book world city of Arkham, mm. whereas I feel like then in the future films it turns into just a city. It, it, it's not it's not like it doesn't. Maybe Arkham loses some of its um, Arkhamness about it. Um, Gotham. Gotham City, sorry, Gotham City. I was just yeah, thinking yeah. in my head, I was like something's wrong there. Gotham City. <laughs> um, I feel like maybe in the in the next two films they just turn into a city, whereas in this it really felt like it was the comic book city of Gotham from Batman, kind of. Um, yeah, I th- that's it has a, a good bit point, more of an identity. Yeah, and I think part of that's because, um, and I really, <laughs> I really don't want to keep talking about the Dark Knight, but um, no, 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 I no. think that in the Dark Knight, one of the one of the main things is that Gotham as the city is one of the major characters in a way. Mm. So I think that's part of why they had to do that was because, you know, Joker's whole plan in that film was to try and turn Gotham on itself and show that everyone was awful. Um, So they had to make it a real, real 
seeming city so that it would be more relatable for the audience whereas yeah. this one and especially with you know the kind of how it gets at the end when you know like the uh, scarecrow's like fear toxin gets out and it really yeah. it really feels like you are in a in a comic book like at the exactly. end it's like everything's yeah. gone like um but it's got it's it's got it's like um, re- it's got its like reason behind it. It's all set up from the beginning. That's that's one of the things that I that I really loved from it, and especially that opening part of the film is how much of what you're going to see later is set up really well um, mm. during the whole you know training part or the flashbacks when he's a young boy. And I think the yeah. the plot of the film all just and and I think this is something that I love for Chris Nolan that everything just by the end of the film just slots into place perfectly. Yeah. Um, I, I, one of the things I wanted to mention, I think it's a good time to do it at the beginning. Is just to look. At, it's just to mention the cast of this film. Mm. You forget what you forget how because obviously Chris Nolan is now so, it's, you know, one of the biggest directors, if not the biggest director working mm. um, today. But obviously, at the time, this is like pre Inception. This is pre Interstellar, pre Dark Knight, obviously. Yeah, um, yeah. And you look at the names that he got in this film, and I, you know, when I, when I was actually right, I wrote this list off the top of my head. Um, and I were, so it's Christian Bale, obviously Mike, um, Michael Caine playing Alfred, uh, Killian Murphy or Cillian. Yeah. I've always said Cillian, but I think it's actually uh, Killian. Yeah, I, I think I do exactly the same as you. I say Cillian, but I think it is Killian. Yeah, uh, Killian Murphy, Gary Oldman, obviously Liam Neeson, Katie Holmes, Ken Watanabe, and then I was like, oh yeah, Morgan Freeman's in this film as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Rutger Hauer. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely insane. Um, insane group of people to get together to be in a quote-unquote comic book film yeah and also like i'm just on the wikipedia page here budget 150 million euros it's a chunky budget that's a big budget for yeah. uh, who, what he'd done before this memento and insomnia yeah when was prestige was prestige after this i think it's after i think it's like a year or two after yeah uh, yeah. yeah it's the year after oh so he'd done another film called the following which i think was his first but anyway yeah, so three three films, none of them exactly huge. Um, yeah, but I mean really that that, that cast coming together for this film, and, and that's one of the things that I loved about it is that no one, with maybe one exception, which we'll talk I'll talk about later on, but that's maybe just a personal mm. thing for me. No one is is bad in this film, mm. and I think that's what's so cool is when you look at all the other when you look at all the other superhero films like. X Men like Spider Man and Spider Man Two, and you look at some of the performances looking back yeah. at those films, yeah, no, and you sure. compare it to this. It's like it's just a whole different, and, and I think part of that is just, is like the tone of the of the general of the whole film, yeah. Where this is trying to be more grounded, as opposed to look at this spider webbing around the city and stuff like that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I don't know. No, I, I think that I think that's totally fair enough, and I I I, I agree in that. I think because of the more grounded, kind of slightly darker, more realistic atmosphere and kind of feel they're going with the film, um, it naturally draws out, um, well, you'd hope it would naturally draw out kind of slightly more realistic performances as well. And everyone, no one phones in their performance for what they're trying to do there. Everyone's pretty pretty solid, solid to great in in the film. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Totally agree there, for sure. so something that um, we 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 normally try and not talk about any of the films that we t- like discuss until we get onto this. So it's a it's a bit yeah. of a surprise. And we see if there's anything different or that we agree on. But we did have a mm. little text, and one of the things that we were mentioning was the fact that actually, you know, uh, 
Christian Bell, or so Bruce Wayne in the film, doesn't actually put on the bat suit until about an hour, just over an hour. Yeah. So this this was one of my big my big things with it was yeah. I I I know obviously it's an origin it, it's an origin story. Yeah. Pretty much. Um. But it was it was one of like I don't really have that many negatives for this film that I would consider actual negatives for the film. Mm-hmm. Um, I generally really like this film a lot, um, and I've always thought I've really liked it, um, and this confirmed it. But I did feel that like it's quite starkly two separate things. This film, it is the first half, which is yep. literally half of the film, is yeah. this Bruce Wayne um training montage thing. yeah yeah and then the second film is batman is a batman film yeah um kind of thing so like it it was i don't know if they're if like if i'm trying to look for something that i feel could be uh, maybe there was room for improvement somewhere i feel like there could have been a, a melding of the two aspects or maybe a uh I would have personally maybe liked a little bit of a shortening of the first half of the film to give the second half of the film more space to breathe. Um, but that's only because I kind of like once he once he did put on the mask and became Batman, I was like, I felt more like <gasps> excited. But then maybe that's because I've been starved of it for the first half of the film. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I just I, I don't know, because my, my thoughts on that, it, I, it kind of struck me because I think part of the reason it did was because um I think we had to pause. I think I had to pause about halfway through. Mm. Um, I think we were making dinner, or there was some reason we had to pause. And yeah. um, and I and I, as I paused, it was like an hour's gone, and we just about got to the the scene at the yeah. at the docks where he where he comes in. And I was like, damn, we this is actually it. This is where we actually yeah, seen yeah. Batman for the first time. Um, and then I actually thought, I actually I actually found that whole opening section. So you, you're basically getting, it, it, um the flashbacks to when he's a kid and he has the bit where he falls down the well and then the pair that, you know, the, the thing you see about million, three times a year now, which is Batman's parents dying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, exactly. And then also the bits where he's, is it, is it, is it Tibet? Is it actually said that he's in Tibet? I think it is at some uh, point. Potentially. And, and then obviously he's going to, and he meets, um, Henri Ducard, yeah. Liam Neeson. And then, uh, to, up to the league of shadows. I just found that bit, that whole section, just f- absolutely zoomed by. I was, I, mm. but I always loved that bit. And I think part of the thing is, I think, I guess at the time, if you were watching that, and as we're trying to be in the time, you might be really kind of frustrated and being like, "When's he going to be Batman? When am I going to see Batman? Come on, I want to see Batman." I, I think that now, is a bit of the thing that right that's in my head, yeah. kind of, yeah. But now looking back, knowing that, oh, it's cool, we've got half this film and there's two more, don't worry. Yeah, yeah, Where yeah. Where he's yeah, Batman yeah. the whole time, it's, it's kind of easier to think on. But I can, I can kind of say, you know, coming from someone who flipping loves this film, and I actually, I don't know if you got that from our little, the, the little bit we recorded before we watched it, but mm. I, I, was, I was kind of like a bit nervous that I was going to watch this and not like it as much. Yeah. But um, I actually came out thinking, man, this film, this film's even better than I remembered it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just think that whole section just went was so good. And one of the things that I liked is that, like you said, it was it's, it feels kind of like two parts where it's like the build up and the training and the and the montage yeah. and the flashbacks, and then it's the Batman film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's done so well is that every single part when you've got all the Liam Neeson training here and that whole section, which I want to talk a bit more about in a minute, mm. and then the the flashbacks as well, all 
stuff that is important for that Batman part in the second half of the film is just threaded through it so well. And the mm. little feet, whether it, whether it's a theme or a MacGuffin, like the the, the blue flower that he grabs yeah. from for the Lord, for the uh, League of Shadows as one of his tasks, it's all yeah. just threaded through the film so well. Um, Absolutely, which is something I really appreciate. That um, in terms of the yeah, so I, I just want to pick two things from that that first section of the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that definitely. I that really um, stuck out to me that I loved. One thing was. Um, the trial that the League of Shadows give him when he yep. when he's dressed as the ninja and they're they're kind of all you know remember that game Cat and Mouse used to play yeah yeah, ev- yeah everyone yeah, used to stand and then so they like cool. move it's so brilliant and the way he <laughs> the like way wins he it, it because of, yeah, yeah excellent it's because it, it's the it's the because you're getting the look of Liam Neeson's face as he thinks he's got him yeah and then he just feels that sword in the back of his neck yeah. and his face just pops it's so good um, also when he does it initially. Uh, and their eyes are glowing. It looks really cool as yes. well. Oh, because he really... breathes in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Their, their um, eyes start glowing, and you've got this like it's like the pounding of the drums, but the sc- the screen is kind of like beating almost as well. Very yeah. cool effect. All of the scarecrow toxin yeah, scenes are absolutely. amazing. I think. Um, the other thing that I want to mention from that is actually with the flashbacks when he's a kid. I think the um, the the kid who his name is Gus Lewis who plays young mm. Bruce I thought he's brilliant mm. whenever you whenever he, I see like a kid playing someone yeah because I don't know yeah. if you remember have you even seen Batman v Superman I don't think you've seen it have you I haven't seen it no there's a whole section where they kind of do this again obviously yeah and there's a, a kid plays him and I just have this vague memory of this kid being so bad I'll have to oh, well <laughs> one day I'll watch it again but yeah watching yeah. this this kid play him and I thought wow he's actually really good because he's got so much stuff he's got to deal with and so many different like going from obviously being really friendly with i can't remember uh oh damn flipping rachel and then the fear with all the bats in the cave and then Mm. going to the opera again and then seeing his parents die and then the scene with gordon in the police station the most important thing that he had to do was he had to have a convincing and good worried face and yeah. that's what he did. He had a very good, yeah. worried, concerned, scared face. <laughs> it really, it really stuck out to me actually how good it was. So I kept on waiting to be like taken out of it. Or, mm. um, yeah. Oh, I that's also like the bit where um, he talks about how he became like a thief, and yes. then um, they all yeah, get caught, yeah. and they're like, and he, they're yeah. like, you're you're a criminal. He's like, I'm not a criminal. He's like, tell that to the guy who, whose uh, stuff this is, and it's like an away in enterprise <laughs> box. It's yeah. like, ah. Oh. <laughs> Love it. Get out of here. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, so I I love that whole that whole first mm. section. Even though I can get, I can understand at the time it must have been a bit like, dude, where where is Batman? Because actually, um, I don't know if you remember this. Um, the Hulk, not the Incredible Hulk, which is the cinematic Eric, universe one, but the one where Eric Banner. Eric Banner. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. yeah Eric Banner is. Um, is that his name? That yeah, is his Eric name. Banner. Yeah, yeah. Plays yeah. Bruce Banner. Who is the Hulk? Uh, yeah, that's weird. Interesting. That's just clicked in my head. Um, that <laughs> that film, was why he was cast. <laughs> yeah, that film. Um, he's not Hulk for like two thirds of that film, wasn't he? Oh, really? From memory. And I remember oh, people were like flipping out about that. So I wonder if people yeah. were similar at the time with this. But I think yeah, it's really I'm... justified, personally looking back. But yeah. I can see why it's annoying. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. No, no, I, I agree with that definitely. Um. So. I guess one of the things that we could talk about is like the general story and like the plot of the film because yeah yeah it's one of those things it's funny like if you 
put the plot of this film down like, like kind of like the 10 bullet mm. points of what this film is you might look at it and be like this is silly yeah Th- well, this is this this that, silly that that's where i kind of went with meant with like that like it's successful and it works and it is good because of various different things that all come together however like it's it is kind of goofy and kind yeah, of silly yeah. for like quite a lot of aspects of it but it works because of the atmosphere or the design or the way they've kind of put it all together and it it, it just works as it's it's not dumb fun at all but it is kind of like oddly funny at times like yeah. like there's a lot of um hammy one-liner comedy throwaway little haha like click at the screen kind of comedy oh yeah, yeah. And stuff. i found myself like laughing a couple of times at like yeah that. yeah definitely some of them are genuinely chuckly and like good fun um but it, it, it yeah it's so interesting i think it's something which does swiftly change in the, in the future films it in my memory and from what i remember obviously we'll find out when we watch them um but it's yeah uh what yeah what were you gonna say about if you, you write down the kind of points and it's it does come across kind of feeling maybe silly but w- were you gonna say that you also felt it it, it pulls it together in a way that it becomes yeah, yeah i i think it does i just think one of the i, I was trying to be really because obviously i love this film if you've listened to any of our uh bomb squad episode you'll know that i do i love batman yeah yeah um so i tried to be a little bit critical with it one of the things that i think i not that i didn't like about the film or anything but Mm. one of the things i think could have been done a bit better was obviously quite key to the to the uh league of shadows plot was this um microwave emitter that was a that was a wayne industries prototype that could basically disrupt water molecules so that this so that the um, scarecrow toxin could get out and all this stuff um and i think that maybe could have been like that could have been something that was interweaved a bit better because essentially what happens is like three quarters of the way through the film we get this yeah. random scene where on this boat and they're like and, they're, and these people just like uh take the boat steal this thing and then we get another weird scene at people i think at wayne enterprise who were like oh this microwave middle was stolen oh, the like, guy like then... rushes in to Earl and he's like um uh, by the way um do you yeah. know what a blah 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 thing is and he's like no what is it <laughs> yeah I, I wonder if we could, i wonder if that could have been put in a bit earlier because it was kind of central and then it, it's just and sort it, of thrown in yeah, yeah it, it it feels it that that is one of the rare points in the film where it feels like it's like ah oh, crap we need them we need to justify getting a microwave emitter into the city how can we do this uh wayne enterprise have lost one okay yeah cool yeah. cool. let's go with that kind of, it, it, it like it doesn't feel that natural in how it all comes about i think i think batman and robin or batman and forever would have mm. just been like yeah they just put the, they just put it in the water and then that it made everyone go crazy it wouldn't yeah. have been that that required because because they're trying to ground it it wouldn't have been the requirement of, but how does it get from the water to the air yeah what, why yeah. do we need like and i think like Which a, is, I, um, that, that's that's the kind of cycle where I think this is where that that hesitation I ca- ca- said earlier about the goofiness and stuff and feeling more comic book than pure grounded grounded is yeah. is that's where you get into this cycle 
of, right, you're being grounded, so then you can't do this, but then you do this, but then you're being grounded, but you're now being a comic book film, and now you're like, or you're yeah, being yeah. comic kind of, and you end up in that cycle that sometimes can can feel middle ground instead of going yeah. one or the other. Um, and, and, that, and it's stuff like that, because it's such a weird thing to have to explain that this microwave emitter yeah. can do this. We get the explanation when when it's lost with yeah. with um, Wayne Enterprises. We then get an explanation from Fox to Bruce yeah. um, before he goes to stop it. And then when the train is actually happening, we have these random characters who are sat at the water board. Yeah. <laughs> that actually, we get these like cutaways to these people who are actually looking at the water pressure of Gotham. And yeah. then we get, this, we get the explanation a third time from yeah, this dude yeah. who is like... But and that if the train gets if the train gets to Wayne Tower, it'll send the pressure off for the whole city like that. And it's like I know we've been told this twice. Yeah. <laughs> so that that was that was one of my things was just to confirm the reason why he had to crash into Wayne Tower is because it's a central hub for all of the water supply. So if it crashed into that and broke something, it would end up yeah. reaching a a pinnacle of all of the water exploding across the city. Yeah. yeah I, okay. I yeah. I think that's a bit like, obviously that's a that's kind of silly, but I like that they set up through the flashbacks and stuff that the, that it was like his dad had built the company as like the central point of the city, yes. and that kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. like it, that, I kind of got I, I was okay yeah. with that. That that was more like that was like a half criticism, more just wanting to confirm that's what it actually that is what the <laughs> yeah. thing was kind of. But then well, I mean, we were told we were told kind of three like, times. We were told yeah. three times, Andy. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, 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 true. <laughs> um, no, I, I I totally agree with that aspect. Um, and I, I think like I, I've got like a few other things where if if we're doing a little bit of a right here, yeah, if, go for if it. We're, if we're doing some picking apart of bits, which again, these are all nitpicky type things, and not even that nitpicky. Even like I had about the secret weapon off the coast suddenly disappearing, and the, yeah, and the, yeah. the waterboard and the need to go to Wayne um, Building. Um, the other thing which I'm not sure if I missed the beat currently with it but in terms of scarecrow being a character i want to come on yeah. scarecrow in more detail later um because i've got such varying thoughts on it um but him as a character what would i be right in thinking that what he was doing was purely just working for raz al ghul and it's not like what I was kind of trying to work out is like, what is he getting out of this by by doing all of this stuff? Is it just that he's he'll get whatever payment or whatever from the League of Shadows? Like, because I couldn't quite get his motivation of what why he was doing what he was Working doing, kind of if that makes sense. Because he, well, yeah, there's there's a line I think um, hmm. I think um, Razagul, which should be Rayshagul, by the way. So that's the one that, big error in the film. That should, I did should see be someone mention that, so um, yeah. I, I but uh, they call him Raz. Raz. They yeah. call him Raz, but it's fine. Um, he has a line that says that um, that Crane just think uh, Scarecrow just thinks that um, they they're, they're going to be holding the city to hostage, and that they and so right. I, you, you assume from that that it's probably some kind of money or okay, that fine. He's that, in. that that's that's fine in terms of at least that that's his kind of motive. Uh, yeah, that's absolutely yeah. fine. I, I just was I was like. I get why he's important and what he's doing, but I just couldn't work out why he was doing it type of thing. Um, but that, yeah. that, that makes sense. Um, and I think it's, it, it, it shows something like how good 
Killian Murphy is um, yes. in this film because because to be honest, he's not in it. He's not in a lot of it. He, he's yeah. he's quite memorable from what from the little bits that he has. Um, yeah. But I think in in other films with a worse performance, you'd actually say like, oh, he's a little bit underdeveloped and a little bit, and it could have he could have there could have been more done with him. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, yeah. But I think, I think yeah, yeah. So you could. the way his performance is is good enough to maybe justify him being there. And yeah, 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 absolutely. And that like, so I, I just had like one other. I think that like Bruce, Bruce and Rachel are a bit whiffy waffy in their relationshipy kind of conversationy stuff like yeah, I, yeah. I, it's it's never like fully convincing that aspect of it or i don't know if they're even intended to but they, they seem to be pushing that they sh- they should be together or shouldn't be together type of thing um but my 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 only other really like main criticism is to do with scarecrow and rash al ghul in that i and i i thought i remembered this and i think i it reconfirmed it when watching this time is I, in my opinion, obviously feel free to tell me more in a minute about Raj Al Ghul, because I know nothing about him other than was from this film is I couldn't be more wanting Scarecrow to be the main baddie and having him be more in it. And like the amount of time or the amount of importance either of them given is the complete opposite because I didn't right. really care that much other than the, the only reason I felt like I, I super cared about him as a as an antagonist was because of the setting up of the beginning. Like I didn't yeah, really yeah. like I I wouldn't I don't know I didn't find him that interesting just as a bad guy. But maybe because he's not really like a he he's not very extravagant at all or any even in the slightest. It's just Liam Neeson basically. Um, mm. And the League yeah, of the Shadows is kind of a tricky thing to a a an omnipotent kind of omnipotent kind of all over the place shadow complex that that works underground and has been working throughout millennium of like dictating how history goes is always kind of a bit like ah fine okay so this is the big bad thing that runs underneath everything it's not like a an enigmatic antagonist face that I can get behind and and I can feel their conviction or I can understand them or I can feel like confused or scared by them. It's kind of this big corporation. Fine. That, that was my, that's my like main overriding thing was I, I, I feel like I kind of would have liked it to have just been a scarecrow versus the Batman type of thing. But uh, that's a completely different film then, which I didn't Mm. want it to be a completely different film at all. Um, Yeah. I think that's, yeah. Yeah. What's, What's your well, thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. I think the thing with um, the thing with it being like Rachel Gould is actually from... I don't want to be one of those douches who's like, oh, well, if you've read the comics, you'll no, find out. Other... No, I think it's fair because they, they, I'm, I'm sure I've seen before that they've stated that like loads of different comic book storylines are like either the inspiration or the basis of, of the film. So I think it's, I think that's... Um, well, yeah, I mean, because I, I don't actually think the 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 version of Rachel Gould and the League of Shadows is 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 pretty similar to what they are generally. Yeah. But yeah. I think what was so bold from it was like Chris Nolan wanting to make a realistic, grounded version of Batman, and mm. the first villain that he decides to put in is a villain who, from the comics, is actually like seven hundred years old. Has a thing called the Lazarus Pit, so that when his body starts to wither away, he goes in and he's like reborn, mm. and 
<laughs> he's head of these like huge ninja um uh society that you know infiltrates throughout the world and it's like wow okay cool yeah um yeah, yeah. and the fact that actually like we we're saying like two-thirds of his trilogy is a league of shadows story technically with dark knight rises um yeah that that i i can't remember that aspect of it at all so i i when yeah. you i remember when you, you text me or you told me um about that and i was like huh i don't remember the story of rises at all oh, cool. so we'll, okay. when we get there we'll definitely yeah, reference yeah. back to this um, but, but but coming from like a like a Batman fan, it's because Scarecrow's a super cool villain, and I love Scarecrow. Mm. He's great, but he's kind of like for me, I I can't really think many people disagree with this. But Batman has got the best rogues gallery that there is of any superhero. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. think of how many good villains he's got, you're going to get to ten quite easily. Yeah. And I think Scarecrow is one of the ones that's kind of like probably like a sort of B tier sure, sure 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 still really cool probably like highest of that but whereas racial ghoul is actually like one of his big villain like really right, big okay. villains um and especially in terms of like threat level if that if that kind of makes sense yeah, 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 yeah. but the, the thing that's cool about him is that there is that sort of respect um like between him and racial ghoul he totally disagrees with him but there's a there's a level of respect between them and also um one of the interesting things is that Rachel Gould, his one of the common storylines with him is that he's always wanting Bruce to become the next Rachel yes, Gould, yeah, the next he, he says demon's it in the head, film, doesn't he? Yeah, he wants him to go lead a, an army of people into yeah. Gotham, and that's that's consistent with like the the comic books as well, and that um, and obviously then we find out that you know the comics and all that stuff is Rache has a daughter called Talia Al Gore and she's obviously very big. I, I, I suppose actually if you you haven't played uh, Arkham City, have you? No, 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 no. I've okay. watched quite well, a lot of yeah. Asylum, but not. I don't really know uh, much about City. Arkham City's a racial ghoul story. Yeah, right, whole thing, right, right? Yeah, yeah. Really, really, really cool. Really great. Yeah. I, I love him as a character. That that's like I I can appreciate that from a if you are a comic book fan of like the Batman fan, then this has mm. so much more weight. Um, yeah. I oh, think for with, sure. For I sure. Think without it, I just think. I just felt that Liam Neeson's character is, I, I like he wasn't threatening. He, in my mind, he wasn't uh, like that bad or anything, or like it or, or kind of. Yeah. I don't know. I um, just didn't. I didn't find him that compelling as a character. Okay. In cool. the film. Um, yeah. But but. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's 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 my only real thing, and that and it's only yeah. because of when seeing something like um uh we've just said it a million times killian murphy's character yeah scarecrow scarecrow when seeing something who is so obviously a comic book villain but in a grounded fashion in such a cool way i was kind of like ah oh, give me more of this like it's yeah. kind of how i was feeling um it's funny I, i've got yeah. i've got a list of um like fun facts about the film that i want to mm. that i want to talk about in a, in a few minutes and Definitely. one one of them is actually that um chris nolan had to be really persuaded to give him that mask oh really for, yeah while he was writing that film uh scarecrow was not having a mask at all and he had to be really persuaded to uh to actually give him one um, i'm glad he did 
Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Because I think it's a wicked mask. <laughs> yeah. I mean, last thing I want to do before I talk about some of the, the yeah, facts, yeah. and I, I, want, I want to talk about like best lines, because like you were saying, there's some really good cheesy... Yes, I've got some my really own cheesy moments as well. And, uh, but there's some lines in this film that I love, and I, I was literally like sat watching this film the other day, just like laughing and going, yes, when people are saying things, which I don't normally do like with these sort of films. Um, but I, before I do that, I just want to think of what's like your favorite moments from this film at all because i've got i've got a couple of bits that i that i want to that i want to talk about but I'll, I'll talk about one just to start off because you know like like we were saying earlier this film for about an hour like it's, it's the bruce wayne origin it's the it's the league of shadows introduction it's all this stuff and then you get the moment when batman appears and that mm. that scene because it, it switches it to where you've got the dirty cop you've got the drugs coming in at the docks and then suddenly there's movement behind them they start going, what's that? And then you're seeing Batman's introduction through those, like, the goons, the mm. Falcone's men. And it's so cool. Such yeah. a cool way of uh, introducing Batman. Instead of, like, following yeah. him into a fight, but seeing it from the perspective yeah. of the people who, are, who totally he's scaring. Agree. Really awesome way of um, first bringing him into it. Absolutely. Um, I think well, I, I re- I've always really liked... They kind of go hand in hand... Um, but the the initial Tumblr reveal oh. when he drives it around that big warehouse is my just favorite wicked. line in the film, man. It's my favorite yeah. line in the we'll film. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> and then, but then, hand in hand with that is the main Tumblr chase, yeah. where they it like, and I love it because it's just so stupid at times as well. And yeah. Not, and that's not meant in a like <laughs> negative way. It's like he has just got no regard for like traffic safety. <laughs> he he's almost certainly killed a couple of people by mistake. Kind of some of those police crashes Absolutely. were intense. There's definitely a couple of deaths in there. Well, like, well, no, you can smashing through walls left, right, and center. <laughs> well, you notice when he gets home, um, Michael Caine has a line where he goes. You're lucky no one was killed. Like yes. that, they, they put that it's line exactly. in. Exactly. Like, when he's of... looking back over the, um, <laughs> it's it's the news report that's happening because he gets back yeah, to his, his birthday party. And um, but there's just a couple of really cool bits which are just like, even if they are kind of dumb, they're just cool in like where he turns into stealth mode and oh, <laughs> he drives man. up next to the guy and the guy's like, oh there he is. <laughs> it's like, oh you didn't notice him before, but it doesn't matter. It's so cool. It's so cool when it happens. Um, I, I love I, there's a couple of lines of that I love the line where um, uh, they go um, well what is it what, what, did, what does it look like and he's like uh, it's a black tank <laughs> like that it's like, I'm like yeah. yeah and then yeah. the guy the, guy, the police is on the phone he sat there in his car like, I, I don't know I, I don't know in my head he's eating a donut I don't know if he actually is or not but he's like you gotta give me some more help what does it look like and then it just roars out in yeah, front of him yeah like, yeah, yeah. Um, it's um, it's I think it's a really good um, and effective little car chase. Um, yeah, I really enjoy that bit a lot. Uh, well, um, the the action the action scenes in general in this film, I, I was le- reading up a lot about it because you don't. There's like points where they film it in a weird way where you don't actually see a lot of the strikes that Batman's um, mm. hitting with people. Especially that scene at the docks, they film it in a way that like it snaps away, which kind of like is supposed to show like the power of how much he's actually, how high he's hitting them. And right. I, I read they didn't actually use the same thing for the the following two films, but um, yeah, is that maybe I, I also the, partly due to the costume, the the, the oh it was yeah, so restrictive, so yeah. maybe he could like as well. You could, he couldn't be filmed doing as much of an interesting, yeah, um, fighting and stuff potentially. Yeah, possibly. Um, 
one of my other favorite bits is and it's going to be it's going to lead us on to talking about something as well that we should have talked about by now really mm. um the so when he takes down falcone and he uh it's the is it when he is it when they have the bat the bat signal or is it after that i can't remember I think it's the bat signal bit where he has him mm. chained up to the light. So you see yep. the kind of looks, looks like a bat being projected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he goes very hands effective. Him, hands him a score, just kind of like swells and it comes up and it has that revolving shot around the yeah. um, that building where he's stood like a gargoyle. Uh, the like, classic, oh. the classic where, he, where he's strapped down to the, the, the thing, isn't he? Yes. He's, yeah, he's, yeah, that's, uh, that's the bit I'm talking about, there. yeah. Yeah, and yeah, the music yeah. just beca- just like swells, and the the music in the car chase scene as well. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's um that the really cool. I love the music in this film. I love it. The the music's great. I think it's quite like at least for a Hans Zimmer um, soundtrack, it's quite like subdued. In yeah, there's, like, yeah. Not that many like main themes. There's the main theme, which is like the yeah. do, do type of one. Like it's well, like because you have the kind of yeah, you have the kind of action bit where it's like the dun 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 and it's like when the yeah. car scene is going on and stuff like that. Yeah, oh, so, but I think it's it's quite understated but effective yeah. because of that, but it's still memorable as well, which is good. Because um, I think some of his, like, obviously he's done a ridiculous amount of scores and stuff, but some of them have like 10 main themes. They're all really cool and really interesting and different. But this is a bit more, maybe not focused is the right word, but it's a bit more limited in what it's trying to do, kind of, um, which is effective and good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Cool. Right. Well, I just want to, I want to reel off some of these facts for you, unless you've got another favorite moment you want to talk about. Well, I had, I had two things I just wanted to mention. Oh, okay. Um, One, one was I've got my lines I needed to read out. I oh, okay, I was going to I was going to talk about my lines in a bit as well, the the quotes. Fine, that I wrote, we'll, wrote we'll do that together. The other thing I okay. wanted to ask you was um, oh, one of the most important things with Batman and we've only briefly touched upon it. The the, the costume, the cape, the, oh, the everything. Yeah. What is your opinion of it? Having oh, seen... having you having seen yeah. and experienced almost every Batman costume that exists. How what, where does this rank kind of? I don't uh, need an exact this... place, but <laughs> Just a, I th- a general. Th- this is for me. For me, this is the best one. Is it? Yeah, I, nice. I love the costume in this film, and obviously they make a big plot thing of it in the future of making it. More, he's like can turn his neck and more maneuverable, and that's that's yeah. cool. That's cool. But this yeah. this uh, the body armor, the cow, the full cowl, everything. Oh, I, I love how he looks in this film. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's why I love that moment when he stood up on top of that building with the, yeah. with the music because it shows it off and like the, the whole long the shot of cape it. like oh yeah no totally i think I, yeah sorry you go i, I was just gonna say i love how it's um i love the like painstaking lengths it goes to go no this could happen this could ha- this this could this could be how it's done yes like this is how he gets his body armor this is how he like how he, he creates he buys, everything he buys ten thousand cows from china and yeah he was this and, they, like, I and, love then, and then they're not quite good enough so he has to buy some more yeah um, <laughs> and then he makes his bat wing his little bat uh yeah, thing yeah, that he yeah. throws and stuff yeah um it is interesting though because obviously there's there's a lot of talk previously or like at the time when post about the costume being really restrictive and then mm. um and that restricting what they could do with it it is interesting, I found that it's because he can't move his neck to turn or to look, he has to turn his whole body. And yeah. just doing that has that 
Batman Forever-esque feel of when Batman has to look to the side, it's not just a look to the side. It's an entire body turn with maybe hands on hips type of thing. Like <laughs> e- every movement kind of has that feel to it because it is so rigid. And uh, maybe that's another reason, another one of those small aspects in my head, which goes, ah, oh, this, is, this is more comic booky feeling than yeah, the, yeah. the later films in the trilogy. Maybe that's just one more of those things where it is kind of like turn, like, huh, I'm looking at you now. Um, but yeah. uh, but I I also from the design from the look of it I think it's so cool. Such it's so cool menacing. Movie. It's so yeah. big. It is, like, it is that's, very dark yeah. and like um, kind of aggressive looking. And I think as well, you're never given that. Um, uh, one thing that this doesn't do, it doesn't do that kind of like that like pawn shot of the suit where it's like it does like a scale up and like, oh, yeah, look at ex- this. Exactly. This is the bat symbol. This is the case where, you know, like in the Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, you're oh, getting this like, so many this nipples. is the shot. This is his butt. This is this is what the, this is what the suit looks like. Yeah. Whereas it's just like, no, he builds the suit and he goes and he kicks people's ass with it. It's like, just awesome. looking at pictures of it now, it is, oh, it, man. Is, it is cool. Because the, the ones in later are, are, are good and, and cool and stuff, yeah. but I think this one is the one that I, oh, yeah. Mm. Um, no, no, no. All right. So, couple of fun little little uh yes. trivia tidbits for you right now um first one say so that the the batmobile the uh was was built at shepperton studio just down the road from nice. where i'm recording right now yeah not too far nice, away nice. i think they built five of them for the movie yeah the, the tumbler the tumbler is so cool mm. um do you remember do you think do you know what christian bale's movie was before he did batman begins what was the last movie he was in before that the machinist yeah, you know, you've seen this, yeah. yeah. 120 yeah, pounds. The, uh, the, the, weight, the weight change. Yeah. He put on 100 pounds in six months. It for is. This. He was 220 pounds. Madness. For the machinist as well, he's like, he, he gets to a stupid weight, doesn't he? For that. Yeah, well, I say he's, he's 120 pounds in that film. So I'm not sure what that is in real, real uh, weight. But 140 is 10 stone. So it's just over nine stone. Crazy. That's madness. crazy. Um, the scene obviously the the really cool sorry, scene. Sorry, uh, just to contextualise it, what you were saying about gaining a hundred pounds, gaining seven stone and two pounds. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is outrageous. And it's not like he just it's not like he just ate pizza for six months. It's like he's no, like, he obviously batters himself. Massive in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A um, couple of bits about the uh, League of Shadows section then. So um, the really cool. Um, trial where he has to sort of blend in and then try and not be killed by yeah. Liam Neeson they had to film that specially because Liam Neeson was so much taller than everyone else they kind of gave away which <laughs> one he was because Liam Neeson's six foot four and all of the other extras there were so much shorter than him um, so all the shots that are like still they had all of the other extras on like standing on blocks so yeah. they were all the same height nice. um, Ken Watanabe speaks a language as the fake Rachel Ghoul and he, it's not, he, he made it up apparently Amazing. Everything that he's saying. I was wondering it doesn't, what, what he yeah. is saying in those scenes. Yeah, apparently it's nothing. <laughs> apparently it's absolute. Um, what's another bit? So another bit from there is that, you know, when... Um, that uh, would have been so funny. Rachel, <laughs> yeah. In like, in real life, Batman, when he's in that scene and the, he's like, uh, but hang on, I'm in Tibet. Why aren't you speaking Tibetan? And the guy's like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Henri Ducard, so Liam Neeson's mm. character, he um he he gives uh Bruce the advice to rub his chest 
and yes. his arm his, that'll take that you take care of the rest of himself and that Chris Nolan just made that up that's not real so if you're ever like if you're ever in a cold place Fuck don't sake. do that I <laughs> honestly that that moment and what what he says there yeah. I have never ever rubbed my arms since watching that <laughs> film because I thought that makes sense they'll warm themselves because they, they'll be working won't they and I've always started rub somewhere else kind of yeah no apparently right? it's not it's not um it's not real advice. It's, um, Chris Nolan just thought it was cool. So, <laughs> I hate Chris Nolan. Um, what's another good bit here? Um, the the score, every single track is named after a different type of bat. So they're different, like Ooh. the Roman like names of them, which is cool. Very good. All of the um, track titles. Um, we talked, I, I can't remember if we talked about this at the beginning or not, but not a huge fan of the, like, the name of this film, Batman Begins. I, I, think I think it's kind we, of a bit. I think we lame. may have mentioned it on the first, the first half yeah. of the first bit. Um, I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. I think. I don't it, think it's a great name. It, and it, it feels like it's one of those things. It's like, oh, we had Batman. We had what was the second? Nineteen ninety-two. Uh, returns. Batman, Batman returns. Batman returns. Batman forever. Batman and Robin. So it's like, oh, we we need to keep doing that. Batman, we need Batman begins because yeah. we need people to know it's Batman. 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 Yeah, that's true. Um. Well, apparently thing. one of one one of the working titles was Batman: The Frightening. Oh man, just release it as The Frightening. <laughs> that yeah, would no, so well, bold. Yeah. Um, do you want to know who was in the line or, or who was thought to play Scarecrow before? Because Killian Murphy actually um, he uh, uh, auditioned for Bruce Wayne and Batman. Oh, in, yeah. I, I he's one of those people that I could have like seen. It. I, I don't. Uh, I, I don't think it would have been right, but I could see yeah. that. It's kind of like you could imagine Killian Murphy being, if you wanted to make a really different style Bond, you could imagine him being Bond yeah. type of. Is is that kind yeah, of yeah. actor? Um, um, well, Chris Nolan like liked such that he wanted. He asked him to audition for Scarecrow that character, and then obviously now we know how much Chris Nolan loves Killian Murphy. Exactly, yeah, cast him every single time. Um, one of the people who was who was. Uh, Build as apparently they were looking at was Marilyn Manson. Huh. <laughs> Can you imagine that? If ever Marilyn that, Manson was scarecrow, that that is the old generation of Batman films dictating yeah. that kind of like, yeah. oh, we need to get someone unique to play this unique character, not just yeah. a good actor. <laughs> um, last one, and I thought this was quite interesting. So, you, and this is going to bring in the Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises as well. Mm. Beginning of the film. Yeah, we've got the the main villain of the film, so Rachel Ghoul. He is pretending to be someone else on the villain side. Yeah, which is exactly the same as how the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises start. Ah, of course. Which that's quite, quite interesting. Quite an interesting through line through those through two films. So the Joker in the, films. and uh, and then Bane, obviously, in the um, in yeah. the third one. And can I can I just ask you actually on this point of the League of Shadows as you have more yeah. knowledge of them? Um, okay. This is this isn't too technical. With what I wanted to confirm is the League of Shadows took down Rome and burnt London to a crisp. Okay. Is with with the knowledge of what happens over the three films, the trilogy, has Batman beaten the League of Shadows? I like what they were wanting to do single-handedly or is rises all a part of the plan so everything that happened in this was fine that it happened because of the plan that happens three always the plan that's in three just a new plan of theirs basically because this one got thwarted uh you s- 
it's kind of a spoiler. I don't know if I want to spoil it for you. I feel like you just okay. need to Fine. watch. <laughs> Fine. Fine. Because um, I, I, w- I, yeah. I was thinking in my head, like, man, these guys have dictated history. And Batman <laughs> just took them down single-handedly. And it's not, he's barely been Batman for about a week. <laughs> he, how did he not realise where, where that drug had come from when he had seen it right at the beginning exactly. of the film? Exactly. How, how did he not realise? He'd, he'd, felt, he'd felt the effects. Man, two out of ten. <laughs> um, right. My favourite line of the whole film. Okay. He's, he's in the ra- he's in he's in the tumbler. He's he's driving around. He's using the th- all the thrust a bit, and mm. then uh, Lucius Fox is like, "So what do you think?" And he just goes, "Does it come in black?" Yeah, <laughs> I think that that line's so good. I love that line so much. Does it come in black? Um, um, there's obviously all the really famous lines from the film. So like yeah. the it's it's not who I am underneath, but what I do that defines me. And like. Mm. Um, the one his dad says to him once he's when he's hope, carrying him back and he's like, "Why yeah. do we fall, Bruce? So we can learn to pick ourselves up." Yeah. And um, one of the lines that really that I thought was awesome, you know, when uh, him Bruce is fighting Ducard on the ice, and he and yeah. he, he's yeah. sort of teaching, yeah. he's, he's teaching him, he's te- and he's teaching, he's trying to show him about like not letting your aggression get the better of you and using yeah, the, using yeah, yeah. your surrounding stuff. And he goes, um, "Your parents' death was not your fault." Yeah. It was your father's, and then like, <laughs> so and I'm like, oh my god, it's so harsh. <laughs> I love that line. Yeah, um, but absolutely. actually, one of my one of my favorites in the whole film is when we're in that little montage of them creating the bat suit, and because um, yeah. they've, I think they've had the bit where they've gone down into the caves, and he has that moment where the bats surround him. Yeah, um, uh, and he's then making the batarangs. Mm-hmm. He's like sharpening them and then he's holding one and Alfred comes in with like a cup of tea or something and he goes, uh, may I ask, Master Wayne, um, why bats? And, uh, and Bruce, he's looking at the, he's looking at the battering and he goes, bats frighten me. It's time my enemies shared my dread. And then he yeah. throws it and it like <laughs> sticks in the wall and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah Batman. It's, it's, it's those lines where I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Totally, Love totally. It. Um, I have some lines as well. Go on. I've gone with a theme with mine, okay? <laughs> mine, is, mine is the way that uh, Chris Nolan and David S. Goya, Goya, I think that's how you pronounce it, um, cannot let go of a bit. <laughs> and the way this is, is through these, um, you know, in films where someone says something and then by the end, the person they've said it to says it back to them. Like a gotcha. Like a sort of like... A little gotcha. Has five of them. Okay. So we... (laughs) Two in the space of 20 seconds. (laughs) Exactly. We've got Rachel going, but it's not who you are underneath. It's what you do that defines you. And then Batman at the end goes, it's not who I am underneath, but it's what I do that defines me. Then you've got Rush Al Ghul saying, always mind your surroundings. Then you've got him saying it. (laughs) Then you've got to say again, you never did learn to mind your surroundings in the house with it with burning. And then Batman at the end throws it back and goes, "You never learn to mind your surroundings." <laughs> then we've got then we've got the double header. Okay, we've got Earl getting absolutely annihilated twice, <laughs> with Earl saying originally to Bruce at his birthday, "It's a bit technical, but the key thing is our future, our company's future is secure." And then Bruce on the phone to him in the car, going, "Look, it's all a bit technical, but the important thing is my company's future is secure." Followed immediately by oh being fired and saying originally him saying didn't you get the memo to when he fires lucius and then lucius going 
didn't you get the memo? I've taken your job. Well, I've taken your job. Didn't you get the memo? And it's the, the sort of moment that like Earl should have become like a super villain just from that moment. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and then the other one was, which actually is an earlier, is is Thomas Wayne's yeah. And why do we fool Bruce so we can learn to pick ourselves up? And then Alfred saying it again to him when he's picking yeah, him yeah. up again, saying, "Why do we fool sir so we can learn to pick ourselves up?" Um, they love it. They love that. Yeah. <laughs> they just kill it. They, I think they maybe just ran out of lines and they're like, "Oh, we have to just reuse some of the lines from earlier." <laughs> it's it's that constant like oh we've got to get better type of thing um yeah the one line the one line that i so i i love i love that doesn't come in black because i i I actually made a note of in this in this thing of like the constant one-liners in the film most of them are (laughs) absolutely fine and they work because they are blunt like things to be cool and to go yeah type of thing and they work because of that the yeah. one that had me rolling my head, eyes so far into the back of my head was Jim Gordon. I'll get my car. Batman. I brought mine. Jim Gordon. Yours? <laughs> I've got to get me one of those. Oh, Commissioner Gordon, what are you saying? Is that, is that the same bit where he just goes, can you drive stick? Like that bit as yes, well. Yes, it <laughs> is. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I've got to get me one of those, from, especially from Gary Oldman saying that. <laughs> it's just so wrong. <laughs> um, but there's some, yeah, there are some absolute classic lines in it. And it just just as there's some classic lines, as we, we spoke previously about scenes, another scene which I wrote down, it like forced me to write something down, but also because I think it's so cool and so at loggerheads and uh, with what the film is trying to do and being so dumb is the bats saving him oh when yeah he, when, he, when he needs help kind of he's got his ultrasonic thing in his boot he clicks it and they're like what is that noise and then bats come up and he flies through the middle him flying through them down through the middle of it is such a cool shot and just one of the coolest things but also like so ungrounded in this yeah. whole thing that he's well, summoned bats from his cave to come and save him when he needs <laughs> when he's in trouble. It's outrageous. What, what I like is I I could have been happy to be like, yeah, man. Batman just summons these bats using this yeah. thing. Maybe he's been like playing around. He worked out that if he does this turn, they they, they they're attracted to it. Yeah. But what I love is there's a there's a half a second cutaway as the bats are coming. Yeah. to um two shots of windows in the building yeah. and the bats just smash through these windows like they just fly straight into them up to where yeah, he is i'm like yeah, yeah. damn these bats really want this noise <laughs> they really want it they're like smashing noise. through glass to get to yeah. it <laughs> no um, it's good it's amazing it's amazing yeah um no it's good stuff but really enjoyed it and i, I remember i i said to you kind of i texted you straight away after finishing it like immediately i was like Man, I am so like hyped to watch The Dark Knight now. Dude, so, like, same of my. I must have seen that film like at least ten times. Yes, yeah, and I yeah, cannot yeah. wait. I think actually, before we go on to our patented rating scale of, of yeah, um, Batman yeah, yeah. Begins, last thing I want to say. Obviously, the very end of the film, um, he's with Gordon on top. They've got the proper mm. bat, the bat signal out, and um. Gordon has the really, the really cool bit of saying like, well, you know, what happens now? We bring semi-automatics, they buy automatics. We have man yeah. dressed as a bat jumping off rooftops. What next? Take this guy. And then obviously shows him the, the Joker playing card, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, I think it's one of those things where like Chris Nolan apparently had it as a thought of as a trilogy the whole time, apparently. But oh, that's obviously I, quite, I that's gonna, easy to say. 
like afterwards i guess yeah. but i was going to ask it's you, cool. do you know if there was an intention of doing that because obviously the way this finishes is very look out for the sequel but in a cool way yeah but i think i think it's also like it's like a look out for the sequel but also if there's not it's a cool setup for yeah we we know as as because everyone knows who batman is everyone knows who the joker is we know exactly eventually that batman's going to meet the joker and i think if batman begins hadn't done as well as it had um that would have been a really cool way of finishing off that film and being yeah. like, okay, fair play, but there you go. Mm. Um, obviously, so glad that it did get a sequel because, yeah, yeah. It, I'm so I'm so buzzed to watch Dark Knight. Can't wait, man. Love yeah. that. Oh, yeah. And I th- spoilers already. I just love that film. I think it. I think it's quite interesting as well, though. With like, it was very well received. Like, it was it was critically pretty well received. Financially, like, I think it's a budget of 150. It made three seven three, which. Like they, I think arbitrarily, they you always used to say you need to make back three times your budget, um, to be kind mm. of profitable. So it doesn't meet that, but obviously it did go well past its budget, like over, over double of it. So it wasn't yeah. like outrageous, but it obviously did enough of, as like a a word of mouth style uh, drumming up interest for then the Dark Knight to go supersonic in in yeah. kind of like viewing and and stuff like that, um. So it's interesting oh, that yeah. even even in my like as we kind of said like we we weren't fully sure about exactly how we felt about the film we knew we liked it but how much type of thing like even in that it, it still has that slightly um it's not underwhelming because that's negative but like subdued kind of feeling about it um maybe a bit more mm mm um yeah. Yeah, so obviously really, really over positive. But how does this film rate for you? What would you What would you uh, be giving this film if you? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try something new here. Okay. Okay, go on. Okay, here, here's my my review. What What you might not have just noticed <laughs> is I actually said the number sixty nine, but in ultrasonic. So that only the bats that listen to this could hear it. You better be careful because they're going to smash through your door. <laughs> oh my like, god, here they come! <laughs> um, um, cool. So my my score, my my, I'll give it what what I said in in bat language to you guys. Um, I would go with sixty nine. Ooh, do you like nice. that? <laughs> um, mine would be a solid. 69. Oh, very topical. Yeah, bat voice. Batman yeah. voice. Love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> yeah, absolutely love that. I I I was really, you know, as as you could hear from the beginning, I was a bit worried that I might not like it very much, but I I really really enjoyed that film and um Yeah, yeah, definitely. So buzzing to watch the rest of the uh rest of the series in due course. Yes, definitely. Uh very looking forward um, to that. So thank you very much for listening in. If you have a hot take on Batman or Batman Begins, or you're not happy with the way that Andy was pronouncing Rachel Ghoul throughout the Rach. podcast, then, then uh, please feel free to complain or send us a tweet at In Dreams Club on Twitter, um, which is our lovely Twitter handle, where you can find all of our podcasts uh, and links to them posted there. You can also go to the website, which is indreamsclub.com. Um where you'll see lots of cool stuff, our PlayStation podcast, Bomb Squad, the rest of the episodes of Realize. Mm. Um, and also, you know, you can subscribe to us on on podcast feeds. We should yeah. probably talk about that sometimes. Yeah, you know, that's, Apple, that's a good point. Spotify. Yeah. Uh, 
what other ones? I well, cast box. If you yeah. listen to that one, that's the one I use. Um, we're on everything. Stitcher. Absolutely. What other podcasts we doing? Uh, I think there's an app called Overcast, but you basically just put in put in the link of your podcast, which you can obviously find no. on the website. So, um, yeah. So find us any of those, uh, and thank you very much for listening, Andy. It's been a pleasure to mm. talk about Batman Begins oh, with you. Absolutely, absolutely. The fire rises, Chris. Not yet. Not yet, it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you next time on Realize. Thank you very much for listening. Bye.